TGIF, everybody. It is Friday. It is a nice sunny day in Cali. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I'm back from Hawaii. I miss Hawaii. I miss the beach. Loved going to the beach every morning, swimming. Loved uh, riding the waves. I love those hard waves. Amazing. North Shore is a little scary, I'm not going to lie, but still amazing. I love being in that water. It's a good exercise, a good workout. Um, I got a chance to speak to my friend, Sapano. Uh, he used to be at ASD with me. I met him three, four years ago, I think. He was a belt above me. Um, one day we're training, and the next thing I know, he becomes a coach, or he's helping out coaching. Then uh, I had a, I had a access to a, a gym, so me and the, like four of us went rolling. He was one of the guys. Always had a lot of respect for him. I think he's a good guy. He's, I think he's a good coach. Um, he's also a male model. So ladies, if you're looking for a date, hit him up. Just kidding. I don't know if he's single or not. <laughs> I didn't get into that with him. But it was just good to touch base with him. He just wrote a book called The Art of the Fight. And what I like about it is he talks about the mindful, the mind the mind part of martial arts, a lot of people don't really talk about it or work on it, but as you get higher in martial arts and sports in life, that mindfulness part comes into play very, very much so, because it just changes, it just changes everything. It, um, one of the three, so art is for aim Resonating and the TS for tuning and tuning is something that I do all the time. I fine tune the shit out of something sometimes, and that's not good. But tuning is very important. If you don't tune, you know, things don't happen. But you know, listen to the podcast, pick up his book. Um, he's on Instagram, Coach Sapano. Sapano is S E P A N O. I'm going to put all the description in the links and hope you enjoy it. You guys have a good Friday. Have a good day. Go out and do something. Don't be on social media all day and waste your time. Sapano? Yo. How are you doing? What's up, man? This is a cool app. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, it's really nice. Called Anchor. Uh, check it out. You could uh, do it yourself. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, I had a like you had a dream. I had a dream. I always wanted to do podcasting because I like conversing with people and actually talking to them and and you know just seeing what makes them tick. So this gave me yeah. an opportunity. Some of the some of the best ideas and revelations can come from simple conversations. Of course. So just to get into it. Um, to talk privately before this because you know I had a bunch of questions for you. I didn't get to ask ask them all because I wanted to save them for here. But mm-hmm. what I wanted to tell you, and I'll say it right now too, like I said before, I respect you as a coach. I was thought of you very highly, and you know I'm glad that you found your passion because I know these days people don't do that, and it's just awesome that you get to follow it. You know. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Also, your slash nutrition coach 
and model. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there for any ladies, you know. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But my, my big question is, what led you down this path, and when did you start this? Because I met you, what, 2018 maybe, 2017? I think a little, yeah, 2017 or so. Yeah. I think you were orange belt, and I was not a belt. I wasn't belted in Krav Maga yet, so. But go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, well, real quick before I begin, is my sound coming in pretty clear? Is it good? You're good. Okay, perfect. Um, so, so the question is how, how I got into to all of this? I guess, like, where does your journey begin? Like, where did you, like, realize, you know, that this is what you wanted to do? Or, like, what made you go that route? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I, I've, I've mentioned it in, in other conversations and stories. And the, the very first taste that I had of, of martial arts that really just got me hooked was my experience doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu for the first time when I was 17. And prior to that, I was playing tennis competitively and I was really devoted to that. But my mental game was was weak in in that sport. And, you know, there was this disconnect. I didn't feel like my true potential really came out when it came to the the primetime opportunities, the competition, the actual stuff that mattered. I was always good in practice, but there was, you know, like I said, that disconnect and that was frustrating for me. Um, but yeah, you know, around 17, it just, I, I got into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu through my uncle and, and some, uh, buddies he had in law enforcement and one who was teaching a bunch of officers as well as just regular people. And, uh, it was, it was kind of like, you know, it just entered my life and it was so, so organic the way it, it presented itself to me. And I, and I loved it, fell in love with it. Um, and, and yeah, that's when it started. And then I went to college and, and I, I was sticking to the tennis. So I put the, the training aside, got back out or got out of college, got done. And once again, you know, it was a different group of people I was talking with. I, it wasn't the same school, but I got into martial arts again, this time the adding in the, the striking. So boxing, kickboxing, uh, and then, and then eventually back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. Cool. So when I first met you and, like when I first met you and I like you remember we started that little group, me, you, Sam, Adi, like I had yeah, a gym that yeah, we yeah. can go roll. How far in jiu-jitsu were you or were you still not belted? Because you're pretty decent. Yeah, well I well I think because I trained at different schools, it was I was just always a white belt and um so I didn't consider I, I wasn't really looking at, at the belts climbing up the ranks. I just wanted to get better and I still do. That's always how I look at it. But at that point, I'd say I was pretty far along. I probably hadn't been doing a ton of grappling because, you know, at ASD, you know, I was doing Krav Maga and then, and then, uh, you know, some of the, the, you know, the pit MMA, which, which included the grappling work, but no gi and and more and more for the MMA applications. Uh, And then Muay Thai, of course. So, so there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of formal training with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So I'd say, the last time that I had d- done gi grappling, at least at the point we met up, was probably like five or, or not even longer. Yeah, like five years prior. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I was like three years deep into no gi grappling. And what cracked me up is like, 
and I think you could understand this. I think like it's awesome to see you go your way and you're successful. And then Sam went in his way and coached. I went my way. And then I haven't seen Audie, but Audie was like a beast. When we first started, he wasn't a beast. And now, like when you see him, like, you know, BJJ, you're like, wow, that motherfucker is good. But you, I thought you were good because I remember, like, for me, when I first rolled with someone, I just want to like flow and just kind of feel how they're doing. Yep. And you got me in a fucking triangle so quick, dude. <laughs> like, I'm trying <laughs> to survive. I was just trying to let the time go down because, I mean, I couldn't get out of it. You're, you were pretty good, solid, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to let him, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to tap. But what I respected of you is like, and we all kind of got that. And that's when I kind of got to like know you better because, you know, whether you people don't admit it or not, fighting another person, it's very intimate and you have to like, you're not trying to hurt each other, and I knew you weren't going to hurt me, you know, but we're going to go, we're going to take each other to the limit. Yeah. But I, that's when I, like, I was like, oh, this guy's good. I respect him. He, he's not trying to hurt me. I can trust him, you know, and, and I don't think a lot of people talk about that when they talk about sparring or training. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There is, it's, uh, you get to know someone on a, on a different level when you're sparring with them. I totally agree with that. And it's, I, I consider... The, the deeper aspects of that, you know, in, in sparring and even in competition, it's, it's the opportunity to learn. And, and that's, that's, I think the, the very, the most positive and constructive outcome of competing. It's not to try to hurt someone, at least not for me. I don't, I'm not trying to hurt someone or tear someone's head off if we're striking or I just, I want to, I want to test my skills and, the other person across from me is giving me the opportunity to do that. And I'm doing the same for, for him. Yeah. In a safe environment. I, I think, I think when I, when I say that is because, you know, when you start Muay Thai or you're doing Krav or something and yeah. you know, this as a coach and just as someone that just trains, there's guys that come in that think they're fucking hot shit and they're ready to kick blast you in the face and kick you and punch you. And you're like, okay, there's more to fighting than this. You know, like as yeah. you get, as you get more into the game, you go like, wait, fighting, that's a piece of it, but it's not the whole piece. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So in the, 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 one of the biggest memories I have for you is when I invited you to come to the gym to train, you brought all your gear and I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy's real. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we're all like just goofing off and then you hear you come with all your stuff set up. And that's when I kind of realized, and then watching you in class, I saw that you were in a different level. Mentally, you were in a different level. And like physically you're in a different level than a lot of the guys that were there. Even some of the coaches, I would say that you were like on another level in my opinion. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So the, my other question for you was, I remember when I saw your fight, uh, Mutai, was that your first fight that you fought, right? You broke your collarbone? The shoulder. Yeah. I, I had a dislocated shoulder. That was my third fight. Uh, that was your third fight. And um, yeah. So what happened there was, you know, I, it was like 12 seconds into the match and um, I was already, I was just off my game completely. I had so much mental stuff going on and it, it was probably like the absolute worst stuff you'd want to have happen to you before you step into the ring, like on a mental level. And so I was just really amped up and I rushed at my opponent, you know, like within the first 12 seconds, he landed that head kick and, you know, I was, I, I hit the canvas, popped right back up. And I, I start to feel something just off in my left shoulder. I look and I see that it's clearly, clearly the bone is sticking out. I mean, not like protruding out the skin, but, but visibly out. And um, yeah, so, so that was, a, it ended up being a, a torn labrum uh, 
and um and, and that had me out for a little while but yeah that was my last fight that's what i thought but i saw that whole fight man and you were composed i saw you concentrating that is a warrior spirit you know what i mean that is mental preparation for me because mm-hmm. a lot of guys would have been like i'm out or just you know try to get out of that fight as quickly as possible but you stuck in there the whole time man and i think you did win it i'm not 100 percent sure but i thought you won it i did win yeah it was a tko and and i just i just wore the guy out and, and i hurt him with with knees and, and maybe a couple of good right hands and uh so he was just it, it was i think he was just exhausted more than anything because I, I just kept putting pressure on him and you know like and i'm glad it came off like i, I looked composed because personally i feel like that was maybe five or ten percent of what i i believe i'm capable of technically you know and physically in and in about it was just so chaotic you know you know inside my own body at that moment but um th- really what was behind that was just you know i can't quit and i put so much effort into this so much practice and training and and definitely the the mental preparation was what i'd say uh contributed to me just not quitting but i and i also think that that's part of a deeper aspect of me which is just you know i can't i can't give up you know i can't I can't quit. I won't quit. I, and I totally get that. And, and the thing is, like, you look so calm and methodical. And like, like I said, if I didn't, like I wanted to talk before, like I said, if I didn't know you, I'd have been, this guy's like chill. But I know how you are. You're, you're very practical in your mentality, but you're also very like Mr. Miyagi. You're like, oh, I'm not going <laughs> to rush into it. You know, you're just going to like, you're going to pick your, your spots and then be strategic. And a lot of people aren't like that. And mentally, they like I said, they give up. Like for me, I played beach volleyball. And I remember I was in this big time game and it was a lot of money. And I psyched myself out. I was like physically there. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I was shaking before the, the tournament. I mean, and the guys that we played, we beat like many times. I was shaking, dude. Like I was like cold as hell. I don't know why. Mm. And I like I could not even like the easiest shots. I cannot even like, you know, shoot them or hit or anything. So that's why I was going to, that's why I was thinking like, since you wrote your book about the art of martial arts or the art of, sorry. Art, art of the fight. Yeah. yeah, Art of the fight. And you abbreviate it with ART, which stands for aiming, mm-hmm. responsiveness. Resonating. Right. Resonating. Yep. And then. Tuning. Tuning. So talk to me about that. Is that, was that mentality already in you in that, in those fights when you were doing Muay Thai? kickboxing yeah i definitely say so and and in the book you know at the, in the beginning of it i i talk about that story that specific bout and what was going on and then i hint at it what what contributed to me being able to be you know triumphant in that in that situation so i'd say um so within aiming you know, aiming resonating tuning there's there's three sub phases within each of those in that r phase and resonating there's realization revelation and rise and so that's the phase that's my favorite phase because it it emphasizes this thing called what i call personal power you know you're you're you dive into to your ideal self you establish what that is you realize what that is first that's the realization realizing that you have power and then the revelation is revealing it so it's walking the walk, talking the talk and, and acting 
moving, breathing like that character, that ideal self you need to be in order to be successful, whatever that is by your estimation. And then rise is the culmination of those two. It's where you now you're rising up to that level that that you see for yourself. And we all have that. So to answer your question, that the personal power was was there. And that was, you know, it it it, it showed itself in in the subconscious talk, the self-talk that that I would have going on inside. Not not that I was necessarily saying these things in my head at that moment but it was just naturally ingrained so things like you know i'll never quit i can't quit um and then other values that i had guiding beliefs like uh for me it's a big deal to you know when when i have people that i teach like students or 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 even just family loved ones whatever people that look up to me it's important that i live up to that that um that perception that they see of me, you know, and be the, be the example, be the role model. So that was a huge contributor to me not quitting because, you know, when I got hit, when I fell down, first of all, I was just, I was embarrassed and was like, fuck, I just got hit. And, and this is my, <laughs> everyone's here to watch me <laughs> like shit. Everyone just saw that. That was the dumbest thing. You know, I was, I was really getting hard on myself, but then at the same time, you know, there's no time for that. And so this is all within a split second, but I realized like, shit, all right, I look bad. Um, and <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm laughing because I've been there in those shoes. Yeah. And people don't understand that when you're like, you could have like a five minute conversation in your head in like 10 seconds and no one knows what's going on, you know? Oh, it's very, it's very eye opening when you hear someone else go through the same thing and you're like, I got that. I get it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, th that happened. So there was all of just the flood of those negative thoughts and emotions coming in. Um, and then, but then beneath that was, was this, uh, uh this command or, or this, just, just this self-talk, like, all right, you got to find a way to, to make it past this. You're not quitting. You, you're going to find a way you have to, it's like, and I don't know how that's going to be, but <laughs> we're in it now and there's no backing out. No, I, I totally understand that. I've been that so many times. It's kind of like when, when, you know, when you were at ASD or when I'm at ASD now, and I see someone walk in and I'm like, they don't got it. And then you see someone else and you go, they got it. And it's kind of weird because you want to, you know, you want to encourage those people. Hey, you're here to train and get better. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen overnight, but some people just don't have that mentality, you know, or they, they can't get there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. And, you know, it got me thinking of um, uh, Coach Devani and, and something that he mentioned. And he had mentioned multiple times, not just to me, but, you know, to us, the students at, at here and there. And it was the idea of heart, you know, like some, you know, he said some people have it, some people don't, some people um, don't want to have it or don't think they have it, all these things. And it's, it's like, it's, you know, it, it's hard. It's something that you can't necessarily provide a, a blueprint for, you know, how to develop it. Like you either, I don't want to say you either have it or you don't, but it kind of is that case. And it only comes out through this this desire to to be better and you know unfortunately through struggles like and hardships so people that have suffered in their lives from one thing or another they i think naturally have more heart than others you know especially if they've overcome those struggles so it, it's yeah it's a very personal thing and 
it, that's kind of what I, I try to delve into with the book, you know, and, and I constantly say, maybe not as much in, in this book, but I've talked about, you know, going to the heart, going to the heart of the matter. And that's, that's like the resonating phase is, is getting to, to the core of who you are. And, and, you know, also like physically, you know, if you, if you diagram a person's body, like the heart, that's like in, in the center, that's in the core and that's the core of who you are. So, you know, basically what I, what I'm just kind of thinking out loud on is, yeah, it's, it's the heart. It's that, you know, you can extend it to mental toughness and it's just something that, um, you have to first decide that you want to have, you know, you know what I mean? No, I totally yeah. agree. I, no, I was just going to jump in and say, you know, like I was, I, my, my kids are playing hockey and football and they started to training jujitsu and Krav Maga. And, you know, I had to learn how to step back and not be a dad mm. and just try to train them Yeah, because I'm like, I can't teach you heart and will. Yeah, That's something that just comes from you, but how can I, show it to you you know and like that's something like i've always struggled with and hearing you talk about it i was like oh i wonder how he deals with that because you coach people mm -hmm. you know you train people more than i do um or when i'm asked to help out sometimes in, in a class and i have to teach someone that doesn't know what they're doing or you know can't throw a punch and i'm not trying to be hard on them but i'm just trying to say you know like sometimes i ask them why are you here yeah why do you want this because i mean that's a that's an honest question you have to ask yourself why are you doing this you know, whether it's working out or self-defense or I want to get better at this or I saw UFC and I thought that was cool. That's mm -hmm. great. But you have to have that. There has to be that spark. And I just don't know sometimes how to light that spark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but it's just always something I've always struggled with. And I was like mulling my mind, like, how do I do this? You know? Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. And I'm just thinking, you know around around all of that because what you bring up is very it's a very uh fundamental thing fundamental piece i think to to success to to performance success whatever that is for you but it's yeah. that you know the, the will the heart um and as far as how to develop that you know how you can't directly teach it as a coach may well you know you can you can be an example and if that's one way people can buy. yeah you could you could just be an example of it but it's hard to like mm -hmm. manifest you know what I right mean? yeah yeah so it's like either either or like one you know you are all that you are as a coach and you're living that and being the example and sometimes that can be enough to just inspire the person looking up to you learning from you to to garner that and and that that can work but that's not always stable or reliable you don't want to just as a coach be like all right i rely on me being awesome and inspiring the person it's like you you have to have more to that because everyone's different so uh the other way I th it's just through the basic stuff you know and and it's like well i think the question that you you pose that's a good one the why you know asking why and that, that's part of what i have in the book it's like you know asking these guiding questions why am i here why am i doing this why am i into this um and then and then like i was saying that just the simple wisdom of of adherence you know come showing up every day or not not necessarily consistently showing up and immersing yourself in the process you know really really dedicating yourself to the art whatever that is in this case we're talking about martial arts and training you know physical stuff so in doing that 
it starts to to change you and mold you and and you know it's that's why you have the the belt system traditionally you know it's you know at black belt level you've you've unlocked a lot in yourself usually i mean yeah. uh you've unlocked a lot physically and mentally and then then it really begins the training really begins from black belt and there's you know many degrees upward um so so yeah so what i'm what i'm saying is that it's again it's kind of it's that in, intangible but it happens over time it doesn't happen overnight unless maybe there is some some crazy event that takes place which just changes you but again that's not a common thing no it's not and i had crazy events in my life happen and that did change me and alter me you know yeah it gave me a more mental strength that i a lot of people don't have i i don't i, I don't think we ever like i said before in our other pre- previous conversation i've always wanted to talk to you about all these things but i never had a chance to because you know you're coming and going yeah, and yeah. being a model you know i know you're so busy that you don't have time for me <laughs> no but, well, I mean, um, it's just been like you know like we're going back and forth you know either coaching or we're training and we don't yeah, we don't get yeah. to sit down like this and really delve into it because this is like deeper stuff and it's it, yeah, it's stuff that we have to sit down for. It's not in passing that we converse about this. Yeah, and I think also just as as men in general, like speaking because we're talk- you know I'm my podcast called the Mindfulness Podcast, and this is what it is. I mean, your book is about mindfulness and mentality. I yep. don't think men in, in our level, not in, in any level, to be honest, you don't get that chance to talk to other guys. We have like this invisible wall that we it, it's macho or oh he's yeah. gonna think I'm a puss that we don't get to share these things that help us out you know yeah it is it is on the rare side for sure and uh and especially even in the martial arts community fight community because again there's that that element of of like the masculinity and the competition and and toughness and all these these constructs really that that um can serve you to an extent but then also can can keep you guarded and 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 um, in this place of not wanting to be vulnerable and not wanting to delve into some of the deeper things that that maybe a lot of us have just kind of put on hold or put on the back burner or maybe don't even want to confront and just kind of bury. And, and that's actually a case for many people. You know, we're talking about like, like these mental, emotional traumas that exist. Uh, so, yeah, again, kind of a long winded um comment on it but it's it's definitely uh it's rare but but then when when these conversations are had and others it it gives others a permission to talk about it as well and just share and and, you know open up yeah because i remember when we used to spar the four of us in private like i know we went hard and then we'd go goofy but then we would share knowledge of each other hey try this or try that you know try this position do this mm-hmm. mount, you know, uh, do this arm bar. I mean, yeah. that shared information just elevates your game and also, you know, opens you up to, Hey, I can be coached or I am coachable. And a lot of, I think a lot of times as a coach, uh, that mentality part doesn't get there because people are so close minded. But when you learn to drop your walls down, train yeah. with people that you trust, you can open your mind and go, okay, I'm missing this, this, and this. Cause you know, a- as an athlete myself, the thing is like and i've talked about this many times it's like i don't think 
we're honest with ourselves. We can hype ourselves up. But we're not honest with ourselves. Like, hey, I need this, this, and this to get there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't do that. And a lot of people don't know how. So as a coach, mm-hmm. you know, as a coach, I would say, say you have someone that just came into you so said, hey, Chris Pano, I need your help. I know nothing. I want to get to this level. How do you break through to them just to kind of open them up when they just don't know how or they, they don't want to try, but they want it. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? I think so. So like you mean if it's like maybe their first day and, and they're approaching me that way? Yeah. yeah. You know, think about it. Like when someone walks into like when we used to be at ASD and you someone walks in, yeah. you can tell that they want to try it, but they're intimidated. They're closed off. Mm. They have no opening, How, and, but they want it. You can tell that they like they they tell you, hey, coach, I really want this, but I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, and I know you've been through that because I've been through that myself. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you like approach them? How do you approach them to like to see their potential? Not overnight, but yeah, hey, this could be where you can get to. Well, it's, it's really a lot of just being, being that open channel and, and being a a good guide, not forcing anything, but telling them like, Hey, I'm here and I'm here to help. If you have questions, ask, there's no stupid question, but also, you know, keep showing up because there's at first this, uh, there's always that initial uh, uh, inspiration or motivation to get into something and then and then some people they go through and then they realize uh, they don't want it so it's kind of like wait waiting that part out and having them come in having them go through the initial like trials and tribulations and messing up and all that stuff and then and then if they're still around i start to see if if somebody is really into it like they're coming in and, and they're coming to multiple classes maybe or they're just really into it and and um yeah and then and then in that case it's almost like really no words really need to be said because i'm just doing my part and and being there teaching and helping and they're doing theirs and being a good student so it's just it's like showing up just just show up and and be there and it's going to change you naturally and i've seen it 100 percent with everybody who that does stick around i mean if they leave then they leave and that's that's that that's where it ends but that's on them. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but but if not, you know, I've seen uh, people, you know, both in in martial arts and in just fitness where they they first come in, they're super intimidated, super like shy and nervous and all of that. And then before I know it, it's like, you know, a couple months, few months down the road, they're just owning the movements, they're owning their their sessions and um really it's it's a really cool thing to to watch no totally like you know ev pepper when yeah i walked into the first day with ev i mean i we're i'm blessed i'm lucky to have such an amazing coach i felt like a million bucks he makes you feel like you can do anything you know oh man and i know you i know you personally had him more than i had but i mean he has chiseled like i tell him to me you're sometimes like sometimes an artist because you chiseled the crap away from me and you sculpted me into something better you know I'm, i've been very fortunate and lucky to have amazing coaches throughout my life and i had probably three really terrible ones that taught me hey i'm lucky but you know that's someone like that has chiseled me into something different yeah yeah you know since you brought up ev like that's that's a great example right there you know of someone who's so so knowledgeable 
and so humble at the same time. And then on top of that, just has this, this superhuman level of positivity, you know, and energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. That's something I think everyone should strive for. It's like, there's no, I mean, if he's had a bad day, you'll never know. Like, Oh, I know. If you're he's in pain almost every day and you don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's always smiling, always has a positive outlook and it's, um, it's contagious for sure. And it's, it's amazing. You know, I mean, anytime I've even after like I left ASD and I was, you know, doing my, my, my grad school stuff and I was, you know, under pressure and things, I would just think like, yeah, like what would, how would Ev approach the situation? Because like, there's so many things that, that, you know, you can be happy for. It's just a matter of perspective. And, you know, he's, he's living it. That's an example. Oh no, totally, totally, man. I totally, I totally agree with that. Like, so I know like when I get a, a different coach that is not Ev, I'm like, they're not Ev. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's it's a very hard thing to live up to, you know, in different ways. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, not to mention he's he's ha- has like eleven black belts and different things. You know, he's just so so humble about it. But um, I mean, it's stuff that I think it, it's it's developed and and then you know like that that level of positivity. That's just something you 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 just have with you. I think one thing about him, and I can say this about you too, is if I saw you walking down the street, I'd be like, oh, that guy's like just chilling. But underneath it all, man, you guys are weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's scary. You know, you never know like who's a, a human weapon, in my opinion. But, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah, looks can be deceiving. And, you know, I don't, I'm not like an intimidating looking person at all. And, you know, neither is Ed. I mean, I think we're both approachable people. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's like just the energy and and what's what well, yeah, yeah. I think I think you have a good energy about you and you have a quiet confidence that I don't think a lot of people have. But you you know, and that's awesome because like like I said, I always when I when I saw you coaching, since I was in the other room I couldn't watch, but sometimes I watch you just to kinda pick up some tid- tidbits, you know, if I ever coached or mm-hmm. from Ev. I can't be you guys, but I, I, I want to like grab some of that. You know what I mean? And that, I'm just being straight up with you. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm always like that too. With, I mean, I was like that with Ev, you know, I learned a lot from him and how to coach and, you know, he mentored me a lot, you know, when I was an instructor there and um, yeah, it's, it's just, I'm always looking to learn and, and um, absorb the best of uh, the best that I see from different people, you know? Yeah. Like I haven't really spent much time with coach Giovanni. What I did like about him is he seems loose and fun, but business is business. And I like that, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, there's yeah d- different coaching styles there, but you know, also another guy that's just got a wealth of knowledge and applied experience and um, you know, he he has his demeanor and he he's all about he's serious he's all about it and you know when he he always mentioned you know you got to show up you got to show up and and if you don't you know he'll hold you accountable and like uh and and say it to your face and it's like you know so that's just talking about him for a second that was a lot uh that was also a contributor to to what got me sticking around to the training because for me well, I, I consider that the same with, with Ev to anyone who's like, I look up to as a mentor, like, I don't want to let them down. And it's a big deal to be training under them. And, you know, it's a big deal to be 
to be representing him and the school. And so if I, if I mess up, if that's on me, you know, if I don't show up to train, if I don't put in my hundred percent and listen, then, then I'm making, you know, him and the school look bad. So that's kind of what I put on myself. And that's, but again, that's something that the character like that garners. So it's not like necessarily said, but, but you just, you just know. And if you're like chosen or if you're working with that person and training with them, you, you have to bring it, you have to bring your hundred percent because that's, they're bringing the hundred percent. Yes. So, uh, Related question of martial arts, but what's the funniest or craziest shit that's happened to you when you're fighting or training? <laughs> but funniest or craziest? Uh, huh. Well, like I almost shit my pants once uh, doing jujitsu. I was in north and south position. Oh, man. and I let out this big fart, and I was like, "Oh, please, don't poop your pants." <laughs> you know, I think because uh, for- I know you're not that square, man. Come on, you got something. <laughs> no, no, I mean, um, I just, well, automatically, I just think about, like, anytime I get kicked in the groin or I've gotten kicked in the groin, and that's, like, fun. I mean, it's not funny for me at the time, but uh, I'm just trying to think, like, what's what's funnier than that, like, sparring or training um, or fighting? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I don't think about these things. I told you I was going to put you in the spot. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> okay well again this is just under like accidents and groin kicks and stuff it's <laughs> and I, and i was the one who suffered from it so it's like at my expense but um you know i was just training with someone and holding mitts for them and then um and i'm like uh, <laughs> I'm like all right do a uh you know uh jab cross knee or one two knee all right so you would yeah you would assume that they're gonna throw the knee at the at the you know a uh, chest not chest level like stomach level because it's been practiced before it wasn't a new thing to this person <laughs> and he just there was one two and the knee just goes straight for my groin and it, it was like so <laughs> off target like like what were you trying to do luckily it didn't hit like the the the, the sweet spot you know that just would knock you down but it, it was like just above but still it was i just found that funny <laughs> because like how did how do you mess up how do you miss by that much of a margin you know um, because they just watch it in the movies right yeah yeah it was <laughs> kind of like when people throw elbows like people throw elbows at me and i'm like what are you doing there i'm throwing your elbow i'm like you're like three feet away it's not going to connect like, oh yeah that's something that just cracks me up yeah yeah <laughs> i get and there's just also just yeah things like that where you know you're training people and and they're starting out maybe they they don't have as much of a, a body awareness or they're not as physically adept at first and there's just funny movements that <laughs> just doing funny stuff oh, yeah i've seen a lot of that too it's it's like yeah. damn <laughs> okay you got it no i remember this cute girl i remember this cute girl was gonna was throwing a uh a spinning back kick and she farted so loud and everybody <laughs> just looked at her and everybody like, oh, nothing happened nothing happened i mean just like shit like that just crap oh my up. god <laughs> yeah that's because you're such you know you're so intense right and then you hear this <laughs> and then it just like cracks everybody up wow you, get, you, you can see how much fun you're having you know damn yeah that's <laughs> must have sucked to be that person though at the time okay what about modeling story any crazy modeling things that you're like i'm not doing this or I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, let's see. Hmm. 
Like, there, there's some really ridiculous stuff that they've had us do in auditions. Um, like one time there was this audition for, I guess, I don't know what it was. It was, it was some visual, visual art thing. Um, and the product was maybe it was something for Adobe. I don't know, but I guess the idea was that it would be like some, some short, like 30 second commercial where the character is going through these different, different settings like he's underwater and then suddenly he's on the moon or whatever so and then there's like bees coming out and they're re reacting to the bees so obviously those things aren't there and, and it basically it was like trying to imitate being on a on a hard like on a hardcore acid trip and and doing these <laughs> weird dancing movements totally quiet there's no music you're doing this in front of camera luckily there were like three other people with me we're doing it at the same time but it's just the directions were so silly it's like you have no choice but to just go with it and embrace it <laughs> but i'm like looking i'm observing myself from the outside doing it and i'm like this is so Stupid. this is so dumb this is so ridiculous looking like how how is the person recording not getting a kick out of us? I feel like she was just trolling us all. I don't know, but uh, I mean, I didn't get I didn't get the part, but things like that, you know, just ridiculous. Oh, I just cracked me up because when I was like ten, I modeled a little bit from Macy's, like once in a blue moon. Yeah, trust me, I can't believe it myself. But um, the funny part is like I was there for four hours for thirty seconds, and I'm like, I can't believe like I was here for four hours as a ten year old. You know, you don't. Oh yeah. Five minutes is too much, and I'm just. My mom's like, I "Can't believe you like lasted that long." Yeah. So, but yeah, it was. It just cracks me up, like the stuff that you have to do for like a show or modeling. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and a lot of again the the stuff that the actions they have you do for these auditions, I I find them to be pretty cheesy for the most part, because um, it's like. Well, it depends on, on on the gig too, right? But you know, the the industrial stuff, like commercials for say you know honda or whatever you know where it's they're like trying to create this moment but it's so so cliche and so cheesy at least to me it's hard for me to get into it and and really <laughs> do it and I'm, and I'm glad in those cases where i'm not picked for those things because i'm like god this is just so it's so over the top like life is never this way but somehow you see it all the time in these commercials Oh, yeah, yeah. Or no, sometimes they just do, like, really weird things, and it's not even what the commercial is going to be about. And you're like, why did you make me do this? Why yeah. am I wearing this? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I've been there. Trust like, me. I had to do a shoot one time for something for a, sh for a TV show, like, one of my friends. And then he's like, you got to do this, this, and this. And then when we got in there, I'm like, that's nothing that is part of, like, what we're supposed to do. He goes, oh, yeah, we just wanted to see, like, how you react to it. Of course, yeah, like, yeah. Waste yeah, of time, do that. but that's part of life, right? And when you make the money, you're like, "Who cares? It's money." Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> like, all right, well, I'll I'll do this for for the bucks, you know. I mean, depend. I yeah. If as long as I'm not I'm not totally compromising myself, like I have a line that I draw. But um, yeah, sometimes like, all right, whatever. I'll be goofy for this. Yeah, and the question about your book, which I'm kind of jealous about, because I would love to write a book, but I'm too lazy. So that's why I talk. <laughs> but <laughs> what? what is because you said you put your that's your passion yeah what about it is your passion like sharing information uh just getting what you is in your head out or what what makes it so special for you you know what 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 makes it 
what makes it Sapanu? Yeah, I love that. I love that question. Uh, it's well, a lot of what you just mentioned. You know, it's the sharing, sharing the knowledge, and I've mentioned this term, you know, mental alchemy. You know, bringing these ideas together, and and producing this this new idea products, let's say, in, in the form of these teachings or, or wisdom, you know, I don't think I'm producing anything new and nothing, everything, you know, there's nothing new under, under the sun. There's that saying, everything's been around. I'm just kind of bringing things back together and formulating it in my way to, to help enhance the person. You're Bring tuning out. it. What was that? <laughs> you're tuning it. I think you're tuning, tuning it. Tuning, exactly. So you got the lingo down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I, I love sharing and, and, and seeing the the byproduct of that, which is other people benefiting, even if it's the smallest takeaway, um, I, I love that. It's it's really fulfilling for me, and and seeing it impact people positively. So, the the book, it's you know, it was it's years of of studying and and experiencing to come out with something just so so short and sweet, but. It, it's like a part of me. It's an extension of me. And I feel like I had to go through these experiences and, and this journey, you know, even times where I, I was hesitant and, and not confident enough to share. And I had to break through that. So at one point, the timing wasn't right. Now the timing is right. And I'm all about it. You know, clearly, you know, we're talking on this podcast and I'm just all about wanting to get on on shows and podcasts, have these conversations, put videos out to to share all again with the with the purpose of of bettering someone of of bringing out people's true potential totally agree that's why i started my podcast even if one person like hears it and laughs or has a better day or catches like a nugget of it like that's that's a win for me exactly yeah there's like it's it's kind of like the uh the kaizen principle if you've heard of that it's like you know one percent improvement every day yeah i think it's a similar thing you know it's um, with, with dialing down the expectations of the self, like, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to affect a hundred people at once. You know, if it was just one person that takes away one little thing from this lecture, this, this soundbite, then, then I'm doing the job. I'm doing my job. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, thanks for coming on. Of course. Hope to see you soon. And if anybody wants to follow you or your book, how do they get to it? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I have, um, coach Sapano is, is, uh, coach Sapano.com. That's, that's my website where I put my video articles and stuff on there. And, and then I have my coach Sapano YouTube channel. My Instagram is at coach Sapano. So, you know, it's, it's all the same. And, uh, the book itself. Sapano is S E P A N O. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, the book is, the links are there, you know, on, on my, on my Instagram, you'll, you'll find the links there on, on my videos. I have it down on, on every video at this point. And, you know, obviously you can go on Amazon too, and just type up art of the fight and probably put in Sapan. I don't know if now it's, it, it searches up just that, but if you type in art of the fight, you can't miss it. It's, it's like a uh, pretty, pretty distinct cover design. So um, yeah, you know, I'm there and reach out, feel free to, to ask me questions and all that. Good. Like I told you the other day, I hope I see you at ASD if you come back or we catch each other some some way sometime after this pandemic. Definitely, man. Definitely. All right. Take care, Sabana. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.